Over a million patients a year are treated with respect, warmth, and compassion at Boston Medical Center. It's in this spirit of community that we offer our podcast series to you, featuring our doctors and staff. This is Boston Med Talks. Here's Melanie Cole. Question one is shaping up to be the most expensive and closely watched ballot measure this year in Massachusetts. My guest to tell us about this is Nancy Gaydon. She's the senior vice president and chief nursing officer at Boston Medical Center. Nancy, tell us a little bit about question one. What is this question on the ballot? How did it come about and what will it do? It turns out that in Massachusetts um, and about half the states in the country, you can make a law through a ballot question. So, of course, typically laws are made by the legislators after a lot of deliberation and sort of thoughtful consideration of different components. Um, But in the case of a ballot question, anybody can propose a ballot question and um, they write it and the voters vote on it. And if it passes, it becomes law as written. Um, With ballot question number one, it was actually proposed by the Massachusetts Nurses Association, which is um, a nurses union here in Massachusetts that has about 25% of the nurses in the um, in the state um, in it. And so um, what question one does is it affects uh, acute care hospitals, acute rehab hospitals, and acute psychiatric hospitals. And it imposes very rigid nurse-to-patient ratios at all time, uh, regardless of the hospital size or location or unique patient needs. Um, everyone, everyone in acute care, including every unit, medical surgical units, labor and delivery, the emergency department, psychiatric beds would all be affected and would all have these ratios sort of imposed on them. Um, The way the ballot question is written, which is the way it would become law, um, there is only one exception um, to these ratios, and it would be in the case of a public health emergency. And the definition of a public health emergency is very specific. Um, The last one we had in Massachusetts was in 2014, um, and that was for the opioid crisis, actually. Um, but for example, the marathon bombing was not a public health emergency. The fires north of Boston a month ago or so would not be considered a health, public health emergency, a hurricane. So basically, this law would be in place all the time, 100% of the time. Um, and if it passes um, on November 6th, the law would go into effect on, it says right in the, in the law, it would go into effect on January 1st, 2019. So hospitals um, would literally have about 38 or something like that business days to meet the ratios as mandated in the law. Wow. You know, it seems that voters might be confused about this ballot question. And Nancy, they're seeing ads that say nurses are yes on number one, nurses are no on number one, 86% of nurses support question one. How do they know what to trust? Yeah, you know, that is a, that's a great question. Um, a few years ago in Massachusetts, we had a ballot question on charter schools. And um, the first thing I did was go to find a teacher to say, you know, what do you think? Because, of course, I don't know anything about charter schools. And I think in the same way um, that the public will really look for nurses and for people who work in healthcare to give them insight on question one. So um, I will start with your um, the 86%. So this um, statistic is extremely misleading. Um, it is it is based on a poll that was done several months ago of 305 nurses. Now, there are 125,000 nurses in Massachusetts. So to poll 305 of them and then put out an ad that says 86% of nurses 
voting yes on question one is just absolutely patently false. Um, there are thousands of nurses in Massachusetts who are voting no on one because they're worried about the unintended consequences. Um, I think one of the most important things for people to know is who is no on one. Um, every single hospital is no on one. Every physician group in Massachusetts, every professional nursing organization in Massachusetts who's taken a position, like the Emergency Nurses Association and the Academy of Med Surge Nurses, are all no on one. And every healthcare organization that serves patients, including so many, but I'll just list a few, like the Home Care Alliance of Massachusetts, Massachusetts Assisted Living, Community Health Centers, the VNA, the Ambulance Association, Hospice and Palliative Care, every single group with the voice of the patient is no on one. And um, so I think people, voters need to think about this and make their own decision. But I think understanding who is against question one and why is really important. Certainly is. And as some people are proponents of question one, they claim these ratios are necessary for safe staffing and to improve patient care. Will question one improve patient quick care? What are some of the consequences for patients? So, um, it does sound like the right thing. More nurses equals better care. It's so intu- It does sound intuitively like it's the right thing, but absolutely, question one uh, would not improve patient care. Um, patient safety is a huge priority for every hospital. We report quality metrics. Nurses and physicians work together to manage all kinds of patients. And honestly, Massachusetts has some of the best healthcare in the country. Um, here at BMC, um, we staff very thoughtfully and according to patient acuity and experience and volume. And we look at um, at every single area and, and make sure that we have the resources that we need. Um, staffing is extremely important. I mean, I just want to reiterate, like, resources, having the right resources for the patients, for the nurses, for the families is the most important thing. And um, I've personally been committed to nurses and staffing my whole career. There's nothing more important. But um, the reality is that the way question one is written, um, if it becomes law, it will be implemented just the way it is written. And there are extremely serious unintended consequences, um, negative consequences for our patients and for every hospital and mental health facility. They've, we've all gone through um, the analysis of the ballot question and figured out what the impact would be. And it is absolutely bad for patients. We'll speak about some of those consequences and as well as consequences for the staff and for centers like BMC. You mentioned that they would only have 38 days to be compliant. So what, is, what does that mean? Yeah. So, well, first of all, we know how much it would cost in Massachusetts. If the ballot question passes, um, it'll cost almost a billion dollars, according to the Health Policy Commission. And they did not even include the emergency department in that. So we know it's more than that. Um, it would cost Boston Medical Center $28 million if we could find the nurses to implement these rigid ratios. Um, and that money would have to come from somewhere. And hospitals are talking about being forced into making very difficult decisions and difficult choices um, about what they will do if they have to, to comply with this law, what programs would be at risk. And some hospitals have even said their whole future is at risk. Um, Every hospital has said they would have to look at limiting and closing services. But to be absolutely honest with you, I have not really been focused much on the costs because I, I don't think that we will be – well, I know we won't be able to hire that many nurses by January 1st. It's absolutely impossible. Um, we already have a vacancy rate in Massachusetts of 5%. And so um, this bill apparently would, would um, cause the state to need between three and 5,000 more nurses. And um, here at BMC, my numbers exactly line up with that. Our piece of that is is 
hundreds of nurses. So um, what would happen on January 1st if this ballot question passed and we had to comply with those ratios is we at BMC and other hospitals also would have to limit access to patient care. So why is that? Well, we, um, you know, we, as you know, we are a busy trauma hospital. We serve vulnerable, vulnerable patients. Um, our patients need, need all kinds of services. But um, we, when we think about this ballot question, we realize what we would have to do to our services. We did the actual calculations to figure out the impact. And I'll just give you a couple of examples. So in labor and delivery um, here at BMC, if we could couldn't hire the experienced nurses we need, and we have, remember, two months to do it. We are training people all the time and hiring all kinds of nurses, but we could never get the additional nurses needed to comply with these ratios. Um, we would have to decrease the number of women that could give birth here. But for us at BMC, it would mean 800 fewer mothers able to deliver here. 800 women that want to come to BMC to get their care would not be able to deliver here. For us to staff, not according to the professional guidelines like we use today, but according to these mandated ratios in the ballot question, we would have to decrease 800 births a year. So um, in our emergency department, as another example, the implementation of these ratios, these rigid numbers um, that are identified in the ballot question, would mean that once a nurse has the number of patients that are listed in the ballot question, she could not take another patient. Like no matter... Even if in her clinical judgment it was appropriate, she would want to bring a patient in from the waiting room, the physician and she worked together to be, you know, to figure out the right care for that patient, she could not take another patient without breaking the law. Um, if we can't hire the huge number of experienced emergency department nurses that are called for in this bill, the result here at BMC would be that 100 patients a day would not be able to come inside of the ED. You know, remember that the Nurses Association, the Emergency Room Nurses Association, is opposed to question one. And the reason is because of these unintended access issues, the unintended consequences of restricting access because of the, the rigid ratios that are listed. And uh, one of the things I'm the most upset about is what I know will be terrible moral distress for those nurses. They will see patients in the waiting room. They will want to bring them into the care area, but if they did that, they would be breaking the law. So um, at BMC, it's just these huge access issues for us in, med in the medical surgical floors. If we had to comply with these rigid ratios the way they're written, um, the result would be we would have to close 62 beds. Um, that is almost a third of our total medical and surgical beds. It's literally catastrophic to our patients and access you know, to our services. Nancy, as far as these devastating impacts to BMC specifically, and really around the state. Has this been tried elsewhere, and where do local elected officials stand on the measure? So I'll, let me answer the first one, the first piece first. Um, it has been tried only once um, in California. Um, there is a broad ratio bill in California that passed about 14 years ago there, and we have all been able to watch it. Um, it is, you know, the whole country has watched, and we know from that experience that there has been no um, improvements in patient outcomes that are related to, to ratios. The California experience is different than Massachusetts. The ratios are different. They're more loose, if you want to call it that. Um, California had five years to implement um, their ratios. And still at the end of five years, they had a great number of um, nurses coming from outside the state and outside the country. Um, but I think the most important thing is that uh, quality did not improve. Massachusetts outperforms California in every meaningful quality 
um, care metric. So uh, um, I would say California is not a state to point toward. The whole country has watched. No other state has imposed um, legislated um, ratios. And even though they watched California do it, and the reason is because um, it's not the right thing to do. Um, so the second half of your question about the public officials, I would say um, the response of public officials has been mixed. Um, but I think the most important um, sort of statement that was made in the last few days was from Governor Baker. He stated that he will be voting no on one, and he um, pointed towards the cost that the Health Policy Commission um, calculated, which was almost a billion dollars. Nancy, as a wrap up, and I really appreciate you coming on and and hearing your passion and speaking about things like nurses' moral stress and patient care and the waiting times and that sort of thing, because it really does take away the ability of nurses and physicians to use their best judgment, which is what you are all trained to do to help patients be their own best health advocates. Wrap it up for us why this is so important for voters to know about question one and what BMC's take on this initiative is. So, you know, um, we don't want the government legislating um, what should be squarely in the hands of professional nurses and physicians around patient care. Um, This uh, law, if it passed, would deprive hospitals and doctors and nurses of the flexibility that they need um, even in the event of a sudden influx of patients due to any emergency, like the Boston bombings or anything, um, this law would, would restrict people's um, ability to care for patients the way they want to care for them. Um, we're worried about the effect the law would have on community hospitals, community health centers, behavioral health. Um, this law would hit them really hard, many of them saying that they fear they would have to close the path. Massachusetts Behavioral Health Association has estimated that 1,000 beds in Massachusetts would close if question one passes. It's the ripple effect. Um, We're worried it would draw nurses from community health centers and nursing homes and schools and other non-acute settings. We have worked so hard to um, provide access for patients in their communities to the services that they need. This would completely reverse that, put a spotlight back on acute care, and pull nurses from other settings um, into the acute hospitals to meet the ratios. Um, There are reasons why every hospital and every group that's involved in direct patient care is no on one. It would cost a billion dollars, it would not improve quality of care, it will restrict access and cause critical programs and services to be threatened. It is bad for patients. Um, it's especially scary for those hospitals like Boston Medical Center who are caring for the state's most vulnerable quest, uh, patients. Um, we really, I really encourage uh, voters to think about it for themselves, learn more about question one. Um, go to protectpatientsafety.com, visit Boston Medical Center's um, homepage, Facebook page. We're trying to really let people know how worried we are for our communities, for our patients. Um, I think my final comment is that I have worked with hundreds and hundreds of amazing staff nurses over my career, and I have never felt so acutely that their practice was threatened as I do with question one. Um, I promise you, being a Being against question one does not mean you are against nurses. Nurses across Massachusetts are no on one. They believe in safe and appropriate staffing, but they know that this ballot question is not the answer. Um, Please join Boston Medical Center and vote no on one. Thank you so much, Nancy, for coming on and explaining what question one is and the impact 
the devastating impact that it would have on the medical community, nurses and patient care in the Massachusetts area. Thank you again. And it's vote no on one. This is Boston Med Talks with Boston Medical Center. For more information, you can go to bmc.org. That's bmc.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.